Ready to roll? I am. Okay. Beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Yo, welcome to my summer lair. And uh, I'm super excited. I have a uh, horror, uh, horror sci-fi or horror director. How do you, what's your title? What do you, how do you classify yourself? Because you kind of work in a little bit of both genres. I do. I usually just say genre, which kind of encompasses horror, thriller, sci-fi mm-hmm. space. But yeah, all three for sure. All right. So introduce yourself and the name of the movie that you have playing at Blood in the Snow. This is really cool. Um, I am Audrey Cummings and I am the director of She Never Died. All right, so you've been to Blood in the Snow before. uh, A couple of times. times. Three times, yeah. Yeah. How is that experience for that film festival, and how is it a little bit different than, say, some of the other film festivals? You've been kind of, you do the festival circuit. Yeah, I love Blood in the Snow. I feel like I'm an alumni, and I feel like it's kind of family now, because they took my very first feature, Berkshire County, uh, and they took really good care of me at the festival. And then they, my next feature, Darken, played there, which was the Mm -hmm. sci-fi. And now it was kind of a no-brainer that if they liked she never died that i was gonna i was gonna give it to them for the toronto premiere all right now what came first was it the horror the sci-fi like so when you're a little like a little girl <laughs> and what kind of comes into your life first is the horror the sci-fi word he came into my life okay yeah he came into everybody's life <laughs> he was a pretty popular dude that guy yeah he came into my life uh and changed everything mm-hmm. suddenly i was like i don't know what what I'm watching. I don't know what this is, but I want to be a part of it. And that was kind of it for me after seeing E.T. Did you feel like you were Drew Barrymore as well? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved her. Yeah. Little cutie pie. Um, I don't know. It's just you never, I, I, you know, you never really think about aliens and outer space and other worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then suddenly you're watching this movie that's so well done and it's touching and, you know, so realistic. And, you know, it just just opened up this whole like new world for me and then I just wanted to make movies after that what about horror then like because you well horror is what scared the crap out of me growing up yes the 1970s all the 1970s the babysitter and peril movies and the slasher flicks and all those things were you know you watch them when you're not supposed to Mm -hmm. so first of all that feels really cool but then it scared the crap out of me and I don't know it just sort of those films just kind of terrorized me growing up and I love them. <laughs> so you decided that a good job would be to terrorize other people now That's right. to pass on the terrorizing. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the feature that you have screening at blood in the snow is she never died, which is a kind of a sequel, right? Yes. Is it official? Well, no, no, it's not a sequel. Sorry. Sorry. It's a sister. We're calling it like a companion piece, like a sister, sister sequel. <laughs> okay. And it's the, he never died with Henry Rollins. Yes. Correct. So they were going to do He Never Died 2 because it was Henry's, it was Henry's first uh, lead role. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess he totally underestimated his fan base, <laughs> this crazy fan base. And so the film did really, really well because everybody wanted to see Henry and all stuff. Uh, and then they decided they were going to do He Never Died 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a perfect vehicle for Henry, too, just as a tangent. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's the kind of atmosphere kind of thing that you expect. A little bit dark. From him. Yeah, a little sinister, kind of, like, dark humor. Like. Yeah. And he, he was so good in it, too. Mm-hmm. He, was so, he played it so deadpan, and so, he was just so good. Um, and then um, they were, gonna, they were get, getting geared up to do He Never Died 2. And then Henry's acting career sort of really took off and ended Deadly up on class. the TV series. Yeah. And so Jason, the writer, the writer-director of He Never Died, he'd been working on this bigger world of this, you know, this, this whole, uh, these fallen angels and all this, you know, the apocalypse happening and the four horsemen of the apocalypse coming down. And, 
and so it was just kind of this natural extension when Henry, Henry got swept up by Hollywood uh, to kind of introduce the world to another character in that kind of in that mm-hmm. world and a female who's another fallen angel. So how did you get involved into this then? Well, once they started, once they sort of pivoted it into She Never Died and, and then they wanted a female director for it. And um, because of the success of my previous films, they they called me and asked me, uh, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the rest is history. Nice. And <laughs> in terms of like, because it's already an established world, are you like a hired gun or do you get to input and kind of shape some of that world? Oh, or? I shaped the crap out of it. It was, it was wonderful. I mean, they were very... Um, I know the tone, you know, I tried to stay within that world that Jason had already created, but the characters, I mean, they, you know, the characters are all fresh and different, mm-hmm. um, and their experiences are different and how, so, I mean, it's, a, it's totally different other than just kind of giving that same, the dark humor with this, you know, the, it's, um, it was a really kind of fine line to, to, to tread on because it's horror it's like horror and humor and heart, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so that was kind of in the first one too. And I tried to kind of, you know, bring that to the table as well. There is a lot of darkness, but there's also a lot of light too. Yeah. And it is, like you said, it, it's a it's a hard balance, right? It was hard, yeah. It because was hard if, getting it right. Because mm-hmm, if you go either way, then it just, like, if it's just too much light. Cheesy or not, you know, yeah. yeah. And then if you go too dark, then it's like. It's a different world, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And your main character, um, the actress you have, she's fantastic. Olunike. Oh, yeah, Olunike. <laughs> yeah, Adelie. So how did you find her or how did you select, like, how did you know that she would be the, the, the character? So sure. I decided, okay, I was like, I know this character needs, she's, she's like, smart. you know, she lives on the streets, right? So she's street smart mm-hmm. and she's got to be gritty and she's got to be strong and she's a fallen angel. So she's going to just have this like ethereal quality to her and I had worked with Olunuke on Darken my previous the sci-fi film that played at Blood in the Snow mm-hmm. and I loved her if you ever see Darken I mean she is she's fantastic in that and I knew right away like she was my number one choice so I called her up and I said what you doing and she's like I'm on a beach in Jamaica <laughs> and I said could you come back here in a couple weeks and come to a shoot in North Bay Canada with me <laughs> You're a good friend. Yeah. And she's like, yes. She's <laughs> so a good friend too. She did. And it was really hard because she's such a good actress. Mm-hmm. She is in, she's in total demand. So we actually, she'd also, she was doing American Gods as well at the same time. We had to work our schedule together, like with American Gods. And poor Olanuke was, she'd be on set with us, leaving the set, being driven to uh, American Gods, leave American Gods, go to bed, get up, come... Like, it was just a really... But she was such a champ. She was always happy and always ready to give it. Yeah. I met her recently at uh, Geek Hard Live, and she's got, a f- like, tons of energy and just very, oh, yeah, very vibrant. Uh-huh. And so she's kind of perfect for this role. Be- perfect, I know. Right? Because it's like she kicks a lot of butt, and she's very aggressive, <laughs> and but she's also can throw off the, the one-liners and the humor. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, so yeah. She's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a scene where she's, I hope it's not too much of a spoiler, but there's a scene where she's eating some fingers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is it that she's eating or how did you make, like, how... You know what's funny? So it's actually, it's a combination of these little cookies with um, this sort of edible, um, what was it, um, that she covered the cookies with? Um, 
I don't know, this edible thing that kind of looks like skin. Mm -hmm. And then she had this red food coloring gel stuff, you know, for the blood. And um, I was like, oh, like cookies and kind of sweetness mm -hmm. M might be really good. Yeah. And uh, Olanuke does not like sweetness. Mm -hmm. So she was kind of hoping for like a saltier version, oh, okay. but yes. we couldn't yeah. do salty cookies. So ever after every take she'd like spit it out she didn't want to eat it okay that's fair yeah because i know yeah. sometimes in the walking dead some of the when they're goring into people or whatever they use barbecue because they they barbecue like actual like meat and stuff like that but they just cover it with a lot more sauce oh and stuff. really so yeah in the walking dead when they're eating <laughs> when tearing into somebody's like stomach or something they're pulling stuff out it's actual barbecue and so the and they just kind of cover so they're with, happy to eat it yeah i'm like yo that's a good set too i'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great yeah. yeah ours was cookies and stuff cookies is good too this <laughs> yeah yeah and like one of the things though like again going back to your uh why i started off with like your horror background is one of the key things that, that you do really well in this film is the gore oh thank you yeah right and is that yeah. something like uh we talked already about the darkness and the light and the humor and stuff like that but is yeah. also gore something that you want to get right i don't know if that's the right yes, phrase yes it's hard so if you don't do enough it's not impactful in mm -hmm. the least. If you do too much, it gets humorous mm -hmm. and kind of silly and kind of B-movie-ish. Yes. So there, there as well, there's a very fine balance. And admittedly, I don't always get the balance right. Sometimes I need to, in post, a little bit of CGI just to help enhance it. But I'm, you know, getting the hang of it. And mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm starting to, to, to do a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the CGI. Do you like doing a lot of kind of digital stuff like that? Or do you like, because horror also has a tradition of doing stuff in camera on set. Oh, yeah. I like it in camera on set because you can control it and you can see what, what you're getting. And it's ultimately, it just feels, it just feels more organic and just real, much more real. Um, you know, but sometimes you got to, you just, if you're like, yeah, it didn't quite didn't quite get it so maybe we could add another splash of blood and mm -hmm. you know if we have to in post and then and then sometimes you do and you're like oh shit that's way way better <laughs> yes <laughs> so we've kind of touched upon uh this world and we've kind of touched upon it's a sister sequel to the henry rollins movie so can you give us a little bit of a better breakdown of how what's happening in this movie because there's a couple of different really cool elements a couple of different cool people kind of meeting and getting together yeah i you... love them it's this motley crew of like three of them mm-hmm Basically trying to take down this incestuous brother-sister team. They're so <laughs> creepy. Like villains, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, incestuous siblings who <laughs> are into sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. And then Olanuke, you know, the, her character is Lacey. And Lacey ends up, she's not, she's just not very um, social. And, you know, these two people i won't i don't want to like tell too much mm -hmm. uh, that's why i left it with you because it's i'm like <laughs> wow there's a lot of stuff going on here i don't know how to like <laughs> elevator bitch it or whatever i know it's it's awesome um yeah so they just end up you know this reluctant team of three kind of and the three of them like the dynamic of of her with her sidekick and then her with the detective and i just love the three of them mm -hmm. together like just you know trying to take down the our awesome villains yeah, I mentioned, like, how did you, you cast uh, Lacey? And um, one of the interesting things that's also throughout the film that kind of makes me laugh is your character roles are really good, too. Really like, good. Uh, Lacey yeah. has, like, a kind of like a hobo kind of bum <laughs> kind of guy who's, like, her lookout. Uh-huh. And he only has a couple of scenes. <laughs> but uh, he's so good. Bill right? McDonald. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's, they keep returning to this diner every now and then. Uh -huh. And, like, the waiter, the owner, I can't really tell. And yes, yeah, yeah. 
he's always kind of pushing. Yeah, he's always pushing <laughs> specials and yeah. like when you're setting up the like you're talking about like you flesh out this world a little bit. Was it also important to kind of get these like smaller yeah. roles? Yeah, like that's as a director, that's one of the biggest pieces you have to get right from the start is who's like is your casting mm-hmm. i think i'm really good at casting i'm just saying okay <laughs> <laughs> no you can be proud yeah because i mean it's uh it's uh, one of the things where i think people sometimes overlook uh the mm. va- like because it's like all right we're gonna do this action movie we're gonna do this horror movie and then people think it's just once it's written and then you just hire a director and then you kind of just shoot it you take the lens cap off yeah and you don't realize that like you need the chemistry you oh need- yeah yeah like i I have to, like, usually when I'm doing auditions, there's one person for me that just stands out and encompasses everything, and I, and I feel it in my gut. Mm-hmm. And when I get that feeling in my gut, I just, that's it. That's the person. That's it. And it, Yeah, and it's rare that I'm, like, torn between, like, oh, my God, there's five people. I don't know who to pick. Mm-hmm. Usually it's, like, I get the gut instinct for the one, and that's it. So you're like the opposite of Tinder, where like Tinder's giving you all these choices, and then you find you go out and you find the one. Yeah. And then you're like, this is my man. This, this is, is like my one. This is like my hobo lookout. This is my like yeah. diner owner. Uh-huh. I put a lot of time and effort into making sure that I get the casting right, and I just wait till I get the gut feeling, and when I get it, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and like I brought those guys up because they they do stand out, even they though do, yeah. they only they have a small role or a couple of scenes or whatever. It's like they're distinct. Yeah. And with all this other stuff going on, like you said, there's incestuous like siblings and all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. But like you notice these people right away. Yeah. There's no small roles. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and I guess in terms of you too, like because we've already touched now upon like the gore, the, the casting, like the smaller roles and stuff like this. For you as a filmmaker, you love this entire process, right? I love it. I love it. I love everything. I love from the beginning, working on the script, developing my ideas. Um, I'm the kind of director that I like to design every single scene. So um, I create my storyboards to exactly like how I want the whole scene to go. And it's important to me. Sometimes I have these, I have these little Lego figures. <laughs> and sometimes I'm moving the Lego figures around with my camera on video just at my table just to kind of work out the scene. But it's a really important dynamic to get right because, you know, you're, you've got moving actors you've got moving cameras everything mm-hmm. it's like a dance and you got to get it right and um you know depending on the lens you choose or depending on how are you push in or you pull back or what you do the camera and the lenses also tell the story it's not just the actors right so everything's got to like fit together perfectly you know um so i spend a lot of time doing that and then uh and then we shoot and that's just hellfire like that's just <laughs> it's madness yeah and then i and then you're in post for a few months and there too, I'm very uh, involved in every single bit of the process because I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before the before you started making features, uh, you did nine shorts. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't tell. Is that a lot or too many or <laughs> t- not enough? Or like, how would you classify that? Because usually people kind of seem to do two or three is the general route. Yeah. And then kind of get the hang of it and then kind of go on to either television or film or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is when I, when I was starting out, it was a lot harder for females trying to do horror films and do genre things to, um, it was just, it was, it wasn't that long ago. It was like, I think mm-hmm. my, my feature was really hard to get off the ground. That was six years ago. Um, and so it's been a struggle. It's a struggle. It was always a struggle trying to get stuff off the ground because, you know, as a female trying to get horror films done, and I think it didn't quite 
it didn't quite register with people. <laughs> yeah. What is it? What What is it that they're not getting? Like, so like I a filmmaker know. is a filmmaker. Like, uh -huh. um, like what is it that they're? Why would uh? You know what I mean? Like, why? I know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I think women are awesome fucking filmmakers and uh, have a great vision and uh, just as capable, mm -hmm. maybe if not even better at doing you know certain things. So I don't know. I don't get it. Yo, this is Sammy. I'm interrupting this interview for just a moment to give you a quick little explanation. The next 30 seconds of audio is really rough. I had a problem with the cable. Cable's terrible. It, cable's no longer worth us. Trust me. I had a couple of guys in tracksuits to take care of it. So I apologize for the the roughness of the audio, but I, I chose to leave it in because I felt what she was saying was important and it was still inspirational. So there you go. I apologize. Next 30 seconds. Hang in there. Fair enough. And then... The landscape's changed now. Mm -hmm. uh, now I feel like... I, I feel like I'm being offered smaller films and it's kind of where, you know, you always kind of wished you could be. So I'm in a good place now. But yeah, that's why I had so many shorts because I just kept going. I had these features I was trying to get off the ground that were genre and people weren't... People weren't willing to uh, open their pocketbooks for me. And that's what happened with my first feature. I finally said, fuck you. Making this... This horror feature. And so it was credit card, one credit... Friends... Everything that I could possibly pull together to make Berkshire again. See, I told you, it wasn't that bad. But I just wanted to give you a heads up because I know the beginning of the conversation is really clean and the rest of the conversation is really clean. So just apologize for that 30 seconds. It's not me. It was the cable's fault. Thank you so much for tolerating the 30 seconds of terrible audio. It wasn't too bad, I hope. And as I said, what she was saying was really important. That's why I chose to leave it in. Anyways, that's enough of me interrupting it. Uh, the rest of the audio is fine. And the interview is fun. Audrey's a lovely lady, and she has a lot of cool things to say and to share. So here you go. Here's the rest of the interview. And in terms of the process of, like, making the first one, uh, Berkshire County, like, were you frustrated because you weren't able, you didn't have the budget necessarily to execute your vision? Or were you, f you feel like you could get everything that you wanted to get on the screen there? You know what? I think it was, it was such a great, it was a great experience. Everybody could sense my passion, my excitement. Everybody who came on board came on board it wasn't for the money. It was to help me. Mm -hmm. um, and so every, it, was, it wasn't difficult because everybody was so like, willing to come out and help. You know, I just had a lot of fun doing that movie. And then it played at, you know, we got our world premiere mm -hmm. at Shriekfest in Los Angeles. And then it won the grand jury prize. And then the Huffington Post was there. And then they wrote this beautiful write-up about it. And then it just, it just became this big whirlwind, that film. Uh, and then, you know. Yeah, then you're off and going. <laughs> then I'm off. Yeah. yeah, like when you're on the set like that, can you sense what you uh, what you have? Like hundred percent. Oh yeah, you know every you know when a scene is like gonna kill it, mm -hmm. and then you can tell when it's kind of not working, and then you gotta just shift and adjust until you. It's just not worth. There's so much time and effort and money that goes into the film, that if it's, if you can feel that the scene isn't working, you gotta adjust and just keep like fighting to get it. And you're shifting now a little bit towards television, right? You're working on a show? Yeah, yeah. I just wrote a one-hour sci-fi drama TV series, and I'm starting to pitch it around. So we'll see. How is that format shift a little bit different than, say, working on a film? Because you're compressed for time, obviously. Yeah, what's well, kind of cool because, you know, you've got a season arc instead of an hour-and-a-half story arc. You can now, the arc is like a seasonal, seasonal arc. So mm -hmm. I have these big story arcs that are going to take over you know, eight to 10 episodes. And then you've got little arcs within each episode to keep people 
mm-hmm. wanting to see the next one. The cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Going back then to the uh, the movie itself now, uh, She Never Died, it's already been playing at a couple of festivals. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. We got into, I think we're at 21 festivals now wow. over like a over an eight or nine week period. No, it's crazy. So as people start to see it now, what are some of the reactions <laughs> and stuff like that? Are they digging it? Are they wild? Digging like, it. like we've got a couple five out of five stars, couple four out of four stars. Yo. Oh, yeah. The critics have been very, very kind mm-hmm. um, and very. Uh, the film is just it's quirky and unique. So mm-hmm. I think it really stands out that way because it just feels different. You know, mm-hmm. again, like I was saying, it's got that just this humor like a, I don't know. There's just this dark oddball humor in there that just makes it i don't know feel different yeah well nikki's like one line or two are very dry and like <laughs> yeah, she's good yeah and sometimes yeah. like she's not even like looking at the actor too sometimes she's kind of looking away and so it's kind of like a it's very fun and mischievous in a, in a weird way yeah yeah it is yeah the best is hearing you know when i sit in the theater sometimes and you just hear like some of the audience members laugh really loud at those jokes that you work to craft, mm-hmm. you know, like as you craft those. And those that's the best feeling when you just hear people laughing at what you were hoping they were going to laugh at. So as you said, this is a sister sequel. Yeah. Uh, um, and I know we can't talk too much about the ending of this one, but like, are you hoping or that there's going to be a third one, kind of like a trilogy to wrap this all up or? I, I would love it. I love this world. I hope Jason... Jason wrote a, there's a TV series that he's been working on. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hope for him that it goes and that it gets picked up and, um, I love this world and I, I, myself as a fan of this world, I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. So I would, I hope so. We've touched upon the, the gore and on the casting. What about for you in terms of world building now? Like, what is it, the elements that you feel that you kind of need to make sure that the audience knows or this world is real? Because this is a very seedy world you're putting the audience in. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's gritty and it's dark. And I think it's just, it's, I worked really hard to get the mood. Like, it's very moody. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, the tones and the textures. I think the, the more realistic feeling that I was able to get it to become, the more as an audience you relate to it or, or that you can be scared of it or that, you know um because it feels real yeah yeah is there a difference for you in terms of like world building is part of horror and it's part of sci-fi mm-hmm. right do you have a preference for either genre in terms of the world building or do you just kind of like all of it well i like all of it i like um each has their own individual kind of worlds whereas i think in horror you know this one i was trying to build something realist you know kind of real and you know in sci-fi the joy of it is that it's a totally different world than what you you experience in everyday life and it's it's fantasy and it taps into the the child in you and um this you know superhero you know whatever whatever mm-hmm. kind of superpowers or whatever i don't know it's just it's a diff- it's a totally different thing but it's equally as exciting for me when Stephen King was starting out and he was putting out like Carrie and Shining and yeah. Silent Lot oh and my stuff. god uh, his editor at one point said, you know, you realize you're going to be like typecast and you're just going to be like this horror guy. And King was like, well, whatever it is, what it is. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't you, is that a fear or, or is that an advantage for you to be typecast as like this horror girl? I want to brand myself that way because it's the kind of films I want to make. Mm-hmm. I want to do genre. I want, I want people to approach me with sci- sci-fi horror th- or thriller scripts because those are my passions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, this process too, like you said, you got to participate in a world that was already built. 
is that something also you want to kind of continue doing? Like you want to participate in that world building or do you want to build your own world or like oh. use your Lego pieces and, and <laughs> <laughs> My Lego pieces. fashion something like <laughs> from your own head? I think both. That's what it keeps it fun. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, I, I'm working with some different writers to create different things. I write for myself as well. And just it's just fun just to have a whole bunch of different things going that you know keeps it exciting mm-hmm. you mentioned et like who are some of the filmmakers that you do look up to then spielberg spielberg's like my number one. Oh my god if i could if he could just mentor me for yeah. one day <laughs> yes it would be the highlight of my life uh you know lately i watched um oh my god the haunting of hills house mike oh, flanagan yeah he's wow he, he's another one that's recently kind of become branded as a love horror. him yeah, yeah i loved his i love that show oh my god craft that went into that not like mm-hmm. like to actual shoot it in the way they set up the house so they could use camera angles crazy yeah, yeah. it was really impressive kudos when, to him i was really impressed yep yeah james wan another one that i love oh yeah and he's he's another one too <laughs> like when i was talking about like world building whatever like mm-hmm. he set up entire universes mm-hmm. of but you know speaking of, like world building is a big thing but I think what like really elevates a film is the characters. It's creating the characters and the characters living in that world and who they are. And so, yeah, like I, I like building these worlds and stuff. But the most exciting is like who are the characters and what are the, what are their experiences and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So the characters are the most important. Which is what <laughs> I brought up with the the smaller ones. But like, yeah. um, in terms of the characters here, like, uh, do you how do you work with the actors? Then are you kind of like coaching them and like giving them little cues and things like that, or like what do you hope and like, or um, you want to see what they bring to the table? Both. I mean, we have a lot of discussions about the character, the world, you know, how they they interact with the other characters and where they, where they're at and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I like, I'm the kind of director that I like to give my actors a lot of freedom. Um, but I'm there, I'm, I'm there to guide and coach. And, you know, there's times where they'll turn to me and say, I'm, I'm stuck right now. What, what, you know, and then you, you help, you just help support them and help get them, get them out of that. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I love, I love working with actors. They're incredible. Yeah. It's funny that you just said, like, you wish that Spielberg would like mentor you, but oh. You have such a passion for this stuff, I and, do. It, and it's um, it's it's cool. But at the same time, it's like you go into then every project like, okay, I gotta learn these two things or three things, or whatever. I gotta learn how to work better with actors or something. Like, do you have a goal or something to so you get better with every project? I or? do, I do, yeah. And it's not even just before each project; it's all the time. I'm constantly trying to. I'm reading. I'm watching videos. I'm doing things. I'm just trying to always. I just think you can't be complacent because. I'm always like I'm my own worst critic, mm-hmm. so I'm just always trying to one up myself. <laughs> is that is the is the goal then? I guess to become like the like the female Mike Flanagan kind of. I like, love that. Like yeah. just build your own genre kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Thanks. That'd be really neat. Has it has it started to shift now? And as you've kind of had these discussions with other like female directors, like has the conversation started to mm-hmm. shift and w- more women are now interested in? doing genre yeah it's an explosion there's so many coming out and they're doing great work and Mm -hmm. it's exciting yeah yeah and a lot of you know a lot of like now we're being thought of Mm -hmm. to direct horrors and thrillers and sci-fi films you know yeah 
Now, what about how do you find the industry in Toronto and in Canada? Like, is it growing? Is it doing all right? Or is it like still all the productions and stuff and kind of like in New York and L.A.? or? It's doing good. Like, I'm happy being here. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just went to L.A. for two weeks and I'm heading back there again this week to go meet a lot of the big big production companies and studios yeah. and stuff. So LA is like, it's not really a city. It's like a giant office building, yeah. right? You just <laughs> totally. kind of go there for your meetings and like <laughs> everyone's kind of working in the industry and trying to hustle. And like yeah, it's crazy because like, you know, I was there for two weeks um, last time and I was doing, you know, three, four meetings a day, Ubering from meeting to meeting to meeting. And now I'm going up for another week and I've got like five meetings a day, but it's just, you know, like here, the landscape's, you know, doesn't the, the pool of the amount of people is not the same. Like, I don't think I could do five meetings a day here mm-hmm. in Toronto with different people for, th- you know, the th- total of three weeks. Yeah. Um, I already kind of know everybody here, which is great. And they're yeah. awesome. And I want to work with them. But, but you know, it's, a, it's good to get out. And are you finding that people are more receptive these days to horror and it's like growing as a genre too? I know that's a big comment because it's like, you know. I feel like it's always been there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What I do know is that... The Orphan was the first film that kind of made people realize there's a big female fan base out there going to watch genre films. I think that that was grossly underestimated before mm-hmm. before that film came out. I think, in fact, I think it's like 51% of the movie-going audience for horror, you know, thrillers are, are female. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't know why the studios or the producers or whatever always thought it was just like a dude thing or whatever. <laughs> I don't I'm, know. Because in some some horror <laughs> films, depending on which one you're talking about, like some of them are really empowering because women are kicking butt and like, yeah. uh, what's her face? Nev Campbell from Scream is like running and doing That's stuff right. and surviving movie after movie. <laughs> I'm like, some women find that inspiring. Like, I yeah. don't know why it would just be like a dude <laughs> thing. You know what I <laughs> mean? True. Yeah. Yeah. So the film, as you said, is playing in a number of different film festivals and uh, She Never Died is playing at Blood in the Snow. Are you going to be here for the Blood in the I Snow? I am. Okay. Along with pretty much everyone who had anything to do with the film. So the cast is going to be there. Nice. A bunch of the crew. It's going to be really fun. And we're doing a big Q&A after. All right. So that should be really exciting. Um, where can people find you online to hear more screenings or talk to you about finger cookies? <laughs> finger cookies. It took a second. Yeah. Um, oh, that was the most uh, important I'm part of the thing, wasn't it? The finger cookies. <laughs> the finger cookies. Yeah, I thought that and the Lego. That's pretty cool. Those are <laughs> like, all right, that's a pretty good technique for a filmmaker. <laughs> well, I'm on all the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. A Cummings four one six, and then uh, I have a website, AudreyCummings.com, and uh, I don't know, just Google me, I guess. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, after um, Blood in the Snow, do you know some of the other film festivals that will be coming up? Or Yeah, well, we just got selected as the opening night film for the New York Horror Film Festival. So I'm heading there after. Mm-hmm. I think it, it screens on Thursday, December 4th or 5th, whichever one the Thursday is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going there for that. Um, and then after that, oh my gosh, where are we after that? I'm not sure. There's like 15 more. <laughs> it must be a treat to just like like make these movies but just as an excuse to go to these other horror film festivals it's really fun and it's fun because everybody there is super excited to be there and everybody's so proud of their work and it's such a good 
uplifting i don't know it's just you walk out of there and you're just like so happy you went Mm -hmm. you know and you meet people and i don't know it's great the horror this is the other thing too like we were saying before like people didn't realize that like girls also like horror movies Mm -hmm. people also think that the horror community is like like morbid or they're darker oh my god they're the most fun right oh they're the most fun People come to these movies. I mean, like when Berkshire was screening festivals, a guy came in with like a monster coming out, like a monster face coming out of his shirt. And I was <laughs> like, this is the best. Yeah. And they're just, I don't know. There's something about the genre audience that is, they're like the best. Like, I just want to keep making movies for them because they're so welcoming and embracing and loving and passionate about their genre films. And mm-hmm. it's great. Like, it's such a great place to be. And those screenings too, sometimes it will be a lot of fun, especially if somebody dies a gory death or oh, something. Yeah. Yeah, like they love it and they like laugh and they cheer. Oh, they do. Like Berkshire, um, well, I don't know if I can say it, but well, it doesn't matter. The film's been out forever. When she's choking the little boy, <laughs> people are screaming at the movie, get that fucker. And you're just like, oh, that's the best. I love that, you know? Yeah, get yeah. Get that fucker. <laughs> when I saw um, the first Final Destination, did you ever see that mm-hmm. one? For anybody who hasn't seen it, it's basically the, these kids, they survive an airplane accident. They were supposed to die in an airplane, and so basically death stalks them one by one. Yeah. And it would be these contrived reasons how they ended up dying. Like uh, like they would slip in the shower and things like that, And so, but you need to spill the water. And as people started to, like in the screening, because I saw it opening weekend. Of course I did. <laughs> uh, um, people, once they figured out what the, the thing was, whenever there's a character that would be alone in the room or whatever, people start yelling, oh, it's the bookcase! <laughs> It's the bookcase. It's the best. Yeah. And it's oh, like, I love that. You know what I mean? Then the, co- the character would get like coffee put in the mug and then people are like, it's yeah, the mug. it's the mug. And they're freaking <laughs> out. And almost everybody's wrong about everything. But it's like, they're yelling out. And that participation is really good for what you're saying. With it's like the- so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we wrap up, did you end up spending anything or doing anything cool for Halloween? That must be like your New Year's Eve then. Oh, my house on Halloween. I go all out every year. Smoke machines, like dueling smoke machines and lights and things and stuff. And I saved uh, the Berkshire from Berkshire County, the pig masks. Wow. So they made an appearance this year Mm -hmm. on some steaks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I go all out. I love it. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you dress up as well? I do. What were I you do. this year or well, recently? Well, this year, because it was this is the first year mm-hmm. that I didn't do very much because it was pouring rain. And um, I had like, I, I just had this umbrella with all kinds of like cool stuff. But last year I was Black Widow. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you, like you said, you're going to LA these days. And when you go to other places like LA, you're like, I was in LA one time for like Christmas and it's just like sunshine and it's warm and oh, you're sitting on a patio. I know. And you're so used to the winter and the snow and stuff. And Halloween's always a ripoff too, because it starts to get cold. I know. Uh, you mentioned this one was rainy this year, so it's like, and you always have your jacket over your costume, so you can't really show people who you are. That's right. What's the point? <laughs> so it's like I'm a stormtrooper. Just trust me. <laughs> I'm a really, I'm it's like, under there. Yeah, I'm a seven-year-old, really cute stormtrooper. Just trust me. <laughs> And it's just like when you go to places like LA, it's like, what? You could like, now you can like walk around with your costume and show people who you really are. <laughs> like, right. I'm now like a 40 year old stormtrooper. Like, trust me, it's really cool. You're yeah. right though. Cause a lot of, most of the kids who came to the door this year, mm-hmm. you had no idea what they were because you know, you got your rain boots, you got your, your jacket. Most of them had umbrellas and the umbrellas are all like banging into each other. Yes. And I'm like, Oh my God, look out for your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> And so you could you can't even see the kids. It's basically like these bags were coming out from under the umbrellas and you're just throwing candy in it. <laughs> <laughs> but they must love all the smoke machines. And oh, stuff they like love that. it. People come by and take pictures and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. 
So yeah, as we said, uh, she never died. It's playing at Blood in the Snow. I'll put the link up in all the notes and stuff like that, cool. and uh, as well as for your information. The, this year's lineup too for Blood and Snow is solid. Solid. Yeah. yeah, I started watching some other screeners and some really creepy. I had to put the <laughs> lights on. So <laughs> that's always a compliment. So. <laughs> Uh, last question. Uh, as you watch all these horror movies and stuff like this, do you get any nightmares? I do. I you do, do, eh? I still do, yeah. And I read a lot of scripts, and I'll be laying in bed reading the scripts, and I still get terrified. Like, I'll be... I'm like, oh, my God, I can't shut the light right now. The script just scared the crap out of me. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I still get scared for, like, everything. Mm. What about <laughs> when you're on the set, though? Cause no, then, not at all. Because you know it's, like, ketchup yeah. and, like, you know what I mean? You know when the person's going to jump out or something. Like, <laughs> That's right. You have the cues all set up, right? So it should be a lot more. Yeah, but you still have to feel. It still needs to feel scary when you're on set. Otherwise, it doesn't translate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I still need to feel it in my in like in my stomach that it's gonna be scary, even though it doesn't scare me. But and are you talking about like the actors or like you as a filmmaker as well? Like are you kind of all like I need to feel it, yeah. When I'm watching on the monitor, like what's happening? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't know. If you don't feel it, the audience probably won't feel it. Yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't scare me. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. The one things that I'm still affected by are the jokes on set. I still laugh, and sometimes I'm ruining shots because I'm laughing and (laughs) stuff like that. Sometimes, like Mike, my editor, Mm -hmm. we've worked together on lots of films. Mike Mason, he's amazing. And uh, no, this, yeah, we'll, we, you know, I don't want to say too much anyway. But we just laugh about stuff all the time, and and you know, sometimes we'll be doing a take and. You can hear me in the back just doing stuff. So we got to silence my voice out because okay. <laughs> I like laughing. Yeah. But it's clearly like you, you're excited and just to do all this stuff. And yeah, like, I love it. Passion was carry you through those like longer days because mm-hmm. I mean, filmmaking is not an easy thing and especially because you're doing a lot of horror stuff. So you're shooting at night sometimes oh, and it's, in, it's hard and it's hard and it's hard because as the director, you're the first person on set and you're the last person who leaves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get three hours of sleep a night and I'm expected to be top-notch performing the next day and then you get three hours again and then expecting to be on your game for the whole you know 12 13 14 15 16 hours that you're there depending on the day it's hard it's hard to maintain like sharpness sometimes yeah and a lot of filmmaking people don't realize it's just you're solving a lot of problems like how do we get this actor from this side of the room to the other side without like getting in the way you know what I mean like oh yeah it's constant fires you got to put out all day long Mm-hmm. and camera doesn't work and things like that so oh, yeah. it's uh but you're undaunted and you're excited <laughs> and you're like i've chosen my genre and my uh my passion so that's cool thanks yeah so thank you audrey uh for coming in and hanging out we covered uh finger cookies we covered lego pieces and setting up your shots uh we covered genre uh, and we covered halloween is the best at your place yep um <laughs> right i think we covered everything didn't we we covered a lot much. yep well thanks for having me mm-hmm. this was a lot of fun so yeah she never died is playing at blood in the snow film festival and as i said i'll put all the links and stuff in the notes and you can go um and it is a fantastic film festival if you've never been or you want to go again i highly recommend it this year so thank you thank you you can follow me on the twitter facebook and instagram at my pal sammy I've been Sam Yunin. This has been my summer lair. 